This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. A new report from the Wharton School takes a deeper dive into the role that immigration has on entrepreneurship. It looks at not only immigrants as workers in these situations, but also as people who develop these businesses as well. And the conclusion may surprise some people. Danny Kim is an assistant professor of management at the Wharton School. This report that he is involved with was done in conjunction with the National Bureau of Economic Research and as well the Census Bureau, and he joins us to talk about it. Danny, great to talk to you. Hope you're doing well. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So take us through how you did this study. Give us some of the details. Sure thing. So before getting into uh, the study itself, let me just briefly explain uh, the backdrop here, which is given the political climate, you know, immigration has certainly been a big topic of discussion. And But the problem with the ongoing discussion is that it's largely one-sided. So folks arguing against immigration largely point to the fact that immigrants arrive here and they take jobs in competition against uh, Native workers. But this is only one side of the equation here, So, uh, which is referring to the labor supply. The other side is labor demand, which is immigrants coming here to the United States and starting companies that in turn hire new workers. So that increases the demand for labor you know, through uh, entrepreneurship. And, and to be fair, you know, both forces here simultaneously exist. So in order for us to have a systematic understanding of the role of immigration on job creation, we need to take both accounts together. And this is what we do in the study. One of the things that you note at the top is that businesses that are started by immigrants expand labor demand in this country. Basically, new businesses means more new jobs for just everybody. Correct. Yep. And, and let me um, you know, explain that a little bit more, which is immigrants roughly account for 15 percent of the working population in the U.S. So for sure, many of the immigrants are you know, indeed taking jobs, quote unquote, uh, here in the United States. However, you know, immigrants are far more likely to create new businesses through entrepreneurship. And in fact, 80% more likely than native workers to become entrepreneurs. So on the net, what we have is a huge amount of job creation by immigrant entrepreneurs uh, at a greater rate than native entrepreneurs. We're joined by Danny Kim, who's an assistant professor of management here at the Wharton School, talking about a report that uh, he is part of uh, with uh, the Wharton School, the National Bureau of Economic Research, and the Census Bureau as well. So your research then, what does it, it say really to this, this theory that is out there about immigrants taking away jobs from Americans? Yeah, and we should note that, you know, that theory of immigrant workers coming here and taking jobs in the United States is not wrong, right? And, the, and by construction, they're coming here, uh, they're, they're finding new jobs that, in theory, are in competition against Native workers. What we're doing is adding the other side, which is uh, these workers coming and creating new companies like Elon Musk and, and, and other even second-generation immigrants, um, and really propelling economic growth that way. So we're putting the two together and seeing which side dominates. And again, what we find, you know, with overwhelming evidence is that immigrants uh, act more as job creators than they act as job takers in the United States. Are you able to determine, you know, in terms of the rate of new businesses that are that are being started out there, uh, where is, where is the higher rate of, of adoption of these new businesses? How quickly are they coming on board? And are you seeing more coming from immigrants starting these businesses compared to U.S. citizens? 
Yeah, so that's a great question about like what types of new businesses are we seeing? Because uh, one concern is that if immigrants are coming here and indeed they're creating companies, but they're only in the small business sector like the restaurants and laundromats that have no intention of growing and creating lots of jobs, then the picture of job creation is a little bit less meaningful, right? So what we do is kind of separate out the high growth or the high tech part of the entrepreneurship world by using patents as a proxy of kind of technology. And what we find is that immigrants are even more likely to start new companies uh, that are granted a patent relative to companies that are founded by natives. So what we're saying is the high-tech startup world, um, there's even a greater weight that, uh, and a greater role that immigrants play in really propelling that sector. So, this, yeah, it's a great question about the, quote-unquote, variation in the business types, and we see a much larger impact in the, in the high-tech world. And you also see some of this, uh, this data that was collected uh, looks at the number of patents that have been uh, held by immigrants as well. Yeah, correct. So, so that analysis was looking at uh, whether or not these new firms have patents or not. And again, what we find is that immigrant-founded startups are far more likely to be granted a patent than the native-founded uh, startups. So that goes to show that um, innovation is a, is a spillover effect uh, from immigrant entrepreneurship being a very large force uh, through, through immigration. Will this then, I would imagine that it, it, it expands the types of businesses that are actually created here in the U.S.? That's interesting. So, yeah, we haven't looked at whether immigrants uh, start uh, new types of business uh, that natives aren't starting quite yet. And that's an interesting angle that we haven't explored, but that is certainly a possibility here. Okay. You also took a look at, at the Fortune 500 to try and gain some of the information for this study as well. What did you find? Yeah. So, so first of all, I mean, the, the reason we did that was uh, the limitation of our data from uh, the U.S. Census Bureau, which covers the population from 2005 to 2010. So the question was, so what about the firms that were largely founded you know, in the early 1900s, even the 1800s, like the really old firms? And Fortune 500 was a really good window onto that kind of set of firms, like DuPont, uh, that was founded in the late 1800s. And, and what we found was largely similar. The founders of uh, these Fortune 500 companies are largely immigrants, if not second-generation immigrants. And, and they create a lot more jobs uh, at a proportional um, ratio than the native um, workers. So, so we see the similar patterns playing out in Fortune 500, as well as other kind of data sets of entrepreneurship that we have um, um, available. What's, what end, so were you able to determine finding. if, I'm sorry, were you able to determine if there was an impact on, on, on wages because of this? Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. So in theory, you know, if immigrant entrepreneurship creates jobs and therefore raises the demand for labor, uh, wages are expected to rise. Uh, this is something that we actually haven't looked at in the data, although our theoretical model kind of confirms this. So we're still yeah. working on this. One thing that I could share uh, uh, for now is when you look at the wages that are paid by immigrant-founded startups versus native-founded startups, there's almost no difference between the wages that are paid. So, so what we could safely say is that you know, immigrant-founded startups create just as well-paying jobs Mm-hmm. Uh, as those jobs uh, as, as native founded startups. What about, the, is there an impact that you've seen on, on small business in general? And I think that's an important question right now, especially with the pandemic and the 
the impact we have seen that small businesses have have really uh, taken over this last few months? Yeah, that's a great question, too. So so we haven't actually seen uh, whether immigrant-funded startups have perhaps more uh, resilience in economic downturns. Uh, that would be something very interesting to, to note. But one pattern that emerges, though, is that if you look at the economic performance of these entrepreneurs and, and their startups, is that those that have mixed founding teams, which is having both immigrants, which is like, like foreign-born individuals and native-born individuals together in the founding team, they tend to perform the best. So, so exactly why, it's not really clear. But what we're seeing is a general pattern that economic performance is, is highly correlated with kind of mixed founding teams uh, by immigration status. There are also, from your research, a higher number of immigrants that have a degree, and that degree is tied to a STEM field. Yes. So, so it's not the degree that we're referring to. It's actually the industry of the startup and okay. whether that industry tends to hire lots of workers that are STEM trained. Uh, so that's our, another measure of high tech and, and, and of course, um, has a strong correlation with the PAT measure. So the punchline there is, um, just like the PAT results, uh, immigrant entrepreneurs tend to create a lot more high tech startups uh, than the native um, entrepreneurs. What are your takeaways then from the research overall? Yeah, that, I think the main takeaway here is that immigrants in the U.S. Uh, create a lot more jobs than, than they take, uh, primarily because uh, many are prone to certain businesses that go on to create a lot of jobs. You know, while I won't get into the policy implications or even recommendations from that result, um, but I think the, role, the discussion of the role of entrepreneurs and, and immigration and economic growth, um, it needs to account for both sides, which is the job taking and the job creating uh, side because leaning on one uh, would provide an incomplete picture. Danny, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Great work by you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Danny Kim, Assistant Professor of Management here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.